0: Welcome to Fried, the Burnout Podcast, Season 5. The goal of each Fried episode, whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, employee, or otherwise defined, is to create moments of spontaneous healing by ensuring that you feel seen, heard, connected to others, and validated. By doing this, Fried fulfills its mission to kill the shame, blame, and judgment associated with burning out, and FRIED adds to its original goal of creating a movement to hashtag end burnout culture. Should you need a coach, FRIED coaches are standing by to help guide you through recovery. Book a call anytime by visiting the links in the show notes. Should you need a speaker, you can hire me, Kate, and you can rest assured that your people will have fun and learn about burnout at the same time. In the meantime, I'm ready to give you this week's episode, which will help you heal just a little bit more starting now. Hello, fried friends. Today we are discussing cycles. Why? Because we experience lots of cycles, but we don't talk much about them because our Western culture prefers linear thinking, but we don't live life in straight lines. Nature is cyclical and moves in circles, and we are a part of nature. We go round and round through life, like our earth around the sun and the earth on its own axis. When we think about life being point A to point Z, we miss out on the wisdom we gain when we have awareness of what we learn through repetition. One of the only places that our culture talks about cycles is with regards to history repeating itself, especially around trying to prevent horrific history from repeating itself. This is important because not looking at it and letting preventable history repeat it is an ingredient in the recipe for burnout. But we aren't going to look at that cultural cycle today. Instead, I'm bringing our attention to the natural cycles we experience as humans and how we can influence our personal lives by honoring these cycles and learning from them. The bonus being that when we enough of us are focusing on what we can control in our personal lives, we will influence our culture. Let's start with the cycle we experience every 24 hours. The cycle of a day created by the rotation of the earth on its axis. We have experienced enough sunrises and sunsets to know that this cycle continues. Generally speaking, because I know that not everybody has this schedule, but for the sake of example, hear me out. Over time, as we have repeated this cycle day after day, we have learned that we naturally wake up after the sun rises and that different breakfasts and lunches create varying levels of energy and mood for the daylight hours and that we tend to get tired once the sun sets and eventually go to sleep for the night, knowing that the sun will wake us again the next morning. We may not have had conscious awareness about this learning process over the course of our lives because our brain does it for for us unconsciously, but we can bring conscious awareness to it and learn from it to make different choices in the future with the aim to improve our future experiences. There's lots of research about how important this daily cycle is for humans. Our circadian rhythm guides many processes in our body and is therefore a key player in determining our overall health. This is why you hear lots about the importance of morning routines and sleep hygiene. It's because it optimizes circadian rhythm. That's all I'm gonna say about that for today. So if you want more neuroscience on that, go to the Huberman Lab podcast. He talks about this lots. Another cycle we all experience annually is the changing of the seasons. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're in summer. Next, we will experience fall, then winter and eventually spring emerges again and turns back into summer and so on. Even if you are in the Southern hemisphere, you experience this order of the seasons, even if at the opposite time of the year as we do in the North. Wherever you live, here's what it looks like when we are in tune with the seasons. In summer, it is generally the hottest time of the year because these days have the most intense and longest duration of sunlight. When we are L-I-V-I-N, our best summer life, we tend to utilize this light and are generally more active and outside, running around, socializing. We tend to eat lighter and fresher because we can take advantage of all of the food growing around us. And the trees are full of deep green leaves. In fall, the daylight wanes and so do the temps. Along with our activity levels, we tend to spend more time inside and start to go inward and get quieter. The trees shift inward too. And in the process, the leaves turn color and eventually fall to the ground. We eat more cooked foods to to counter the cooler temperatures and take advantage of the squashes, pumpkins, and root veggies of the last harvest of summer. In winter, it's generally much colder and darker than the other seasons. The trees are bare and hibernating like many of the animals. We tend to spend most of our time indoors, cozied up with warm beverages and blankies, and hopefully getting to bed earlier since it's darker earlier. We eat mostly hearty cooked foods to keep us warm and insulated. Or maybe that was just what us Minnesotans did to make it through those below zero temps in the depths of winter. Never soon enough, in my mind, spring comes around again and the days lengthen. The increased sunshine encourages buds to form on trees and sprouts to surface. We start to go outside and get more active to shake off winter. We get our hands on the asparagus and other sprouting greens and lighten up our meals again. Of course, there are variations on what the seasons look like depending on where you live, but this is generally what we experience as we move through the seasons, or maybe not, because with heating, cooling and lighting and grocery stores being stocked with food from all over the world so that we can have anything anytime we want, it gets very easy to ignore what's happening in each season. And when we lose track, we do eat and wear the same things every day no matter what the season. But when we take a look outside or even better get out there and interact with nature, we will more naturally be in tune with the rhythm of the season and what we need during each of them because we are more in relationship with it. When we are, we tend to naturally shift our lifestyle in ways that balance our insides with our external environment. Being in tune with the cycles of the day and the year help us to be more in tune with ourselves and what we need at each phase of the cycle. There's another layer to this especially for those who menstruate. The cool thing is, is that the seasons we experience over the course of the year are the same ones that menstruators experience over the course of the month. We go through this same waxing and waning of the seasons during one menstrual cycle, which of course is also one moon cycle. And in recognizing this microcosm, it's super helpful if you wanna set yourself up for success in each phase of your menstrual cycle. Those who menstruate generally do so for 40 or so years, with with exception, of course. So, we would most certainly benefit over time by having awareness of what we go through each month for approximately 480 months of our life. And what makes that process easier and more enjoyable? Am I right? Unfortunately, most of us aren't given a very good user manual for the hormonal experience, even in the best of circumstances. And in some circumstances, we're never given one at all. And it's not just women that benefit from this knowledge. All of the people that women are in relationship will also benefit from this knowledge. Let's break it down so we're on the same page. Menstruation is the time of the cycle when we bleed. It is the winter phase of the menstrual cycle. From the time bleeding stops until ovulation is the spring phase of the cycle. Ovulation is the summer phase and the time between ovulation and when bleeding starts again is the fall phase of the cycle. When we understand this correlation of seasons to phases and the similarities we experience hormonally during each, we can use our knowledge of the season to guide us throughout our cycle. This takes that complicated chart with the lines going in all directions that we were shown in puberty that was supposed to describe what was happening for us inside and makes menstruation a much more user-friendly experience. Most menstruators do whatever they can to not feel the ups and downs throughout the month by taking pain relievers and drinking caffeine, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, so that we can keep going the same speed every day. But when we we embrace where we are in our cycles and utilize what our hormones are doing inside of us, we can surrender into ease with the process. This is much more desirable than fighting with ourselves and being frustrated with the pressure to be something we are currently not. Just like how wellness enthusiasts recommend that we eat fruits and veggies that are in season, We wanna do the same during our menstrual cycles. We can benefit from eating more like it's winter outside when we're bleeding, and more like it's summer when we're ovulating. Of course, there's a spectrum to this just like all things in life. For example, when it's actually winter outside, you may not wanna eat only fresh raw foods when you're in the summer phase of your cycle and ovulating, but you can eat fresher and lighter during that time if it's too cold for a salad. Or you may not want to eat the same hearty stew that you make in the depths of winter when you're bleeding in summer, but you may want to stir fry your veggies instead of having them raw. The same is true for how your exercise needs can shift and how your energy and mood goes up and down depending on where you are in your cycle. If you're interested to know more about how energy levels and moods shift as we move through the menstrual cycle and how to eat, exercise, and schedule your life in each phase to make your life easier and more enjoyable. I've got you. Join me for class on Tuesday, July 26, when I will go over all of this for you on Zoom. I'll give you more details for this at the end of the episode. But first, I want to share about what it was like for me to go through this shift of paying more attention to myself as I cycled. As some of you listeners already know, I am an acupuncturist. What I haven't mentioned much about previously is that I have spent much of the past 10 years teaching the five elements of Chinese medicine via acro yoga and time massage. The five elements are also known as the five phases, which better describe the way they cycle in nature. Each phase corresponds with a season. These phases provide a framework for describing, understanding, and playing with the cycles of life, the internal cycles, the environmental cycles, and the cosmic cycles. The five element theory can be applied to your life as micro or macro as you like. Here's why that's relevant. About seven years ago, I finally realized that while I was giving my students and patients permission to flow along with these ever-changing cycles, I wasn't giving that same permission to myself. I was still aiming for the one right way to exercise and to eat to be healthy and to maintain my ideal weight. With this epiphany, I found it where I wasn't expecting it, in variability and flexibility. Gratefully, this helped me release the idea of the right way being the same way every day. And I opened up to the possibility that I might need something different every day in my diet, in my exercise routine, in my sex life, and my social life, truly in every area of life. This was revolutionary for me. I gave myself permission to feel what I felt and to give to myself in whatever way felt correct in each phase and each moment. And I must admit, that was not as easy as it sounds. Doing what I need in each moment did not fit my very busy and precisely scheduled lifestyle back when I was trying to do and be all of the things for all of the people. This realization wasn't out of nowhere. It was prompted by a friend who recommended a fabulous book called Woman Code by Alyssa Vite. In it, she explains in very simple terms how hormones fluctuate through our cycle and how we can support our regularly changing needs with different kinds of foods, exercise, and emotional support for each week of the cycle. I took on the challenge to pay attention to my mood, energy levels, cravings, and needs each week, and I was surprised to find that I did indeed require different things and feel differently each week, and it did indeed repeat cyclically in the following months. This was remarkable for me because even though I am and was a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner who... Has in depthly studied women's health, including how the ver- hormones vary each week. We never talked about how the outward needs of women varied right along with the hormones. Seems like an obvious thing to me now, but it was a huge realization back then. One of the most helpful changes I made with regards to this information was in shifting my workouts according to the energy level of. Each week of my cycle, it felt so liberating not to push myself to hike a mountain when I had no energy during my period and instead slide into a bath or do some restorative yoga instead and not judge myself for it. Instead, I gave myself permission to turn inward and have rest or gentle movement days with much needed introspection time and to save my hardest, most vigorous workouts for ovulation time. It was a win 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 for my body, mind, and spirit. Looking back, I now know that this was a defining time for me in many ways, not just because it changed my diet and exercise, but because it was the start of me listening to my body and honoring how I felt each day. It was the start of me doing things for myself instead of for everyone else. It was the start of me loving myself enough to put my needs first. These were my first steps to creating and enforcing internal boundaries that actually served me. Most importantly, it was the start of me allowing myself to be wherever and whatever I was in each moment, to authentically just be me, the me with needs, the me with desires and preferences, the me that gives so easily and is learning to receive so that I can continue giving from an abundant place. The interesting thing is the peak of my burnout still came after this in my timeline, But in hindsight, I realized that these steps were actually the start of my burnout recovery. Can you feel the depth and importance of my epiphany? I'm sharing this with the hopes that you too will have your own epiphany around this. As most people who have burnt out, we have gotten far from being in tune with ourselves and most likely far from being in tune with nature. Burnout culture demands we be consistent, reliable, productive, happy, successful, thin in tone, faster and better, forever and ever. If we have the presence of mind to pause and think about it, to reflect upon the overwhelming amount of medications, supplements, and products that help us ignore how tired we are and keep us going in this way, it's quite clear that this mode of operation is completely unsustainable and entirely unrealistic. It's no surprise that we're making ourselves sick and burning out from living like this. Forcing our lives onto a linear course that constantly trends upward is not in line with reality, pun intended, except it's not funny. It can be very depressing to be constantly striving to keep up. But since we aren't allowed to be depressed, we take antidepressants and keep going. This is the opposite of what creates health and well-being. It's worth saying again, we are not linear. We cycle. Life cycles, our day cycles, our moon cycles, our season cycle year after year. And it's not just women that cycle. It's now known that men also have hormonal cycles. Their testosterone levels cycle daily, monthly, and annually and over the course of their lives in a similar but different way than the cycles that women go through. Point being, as humans of all genders, we do not experience the same inner or outer environment moment after moment. So how can we expect to act, feel, or have the same needs in each moment? The truth is that we have different needs in each of the phases of our lives, in the different phases of our internal systems and our external environment. Contrary to popular belief, that is a-okay. Not only is it okay, it's real and listening to and working with these rhythms is necessary for recovering from burnout and sustaining well-being. Here's a couple of questions to help you assess whether you are working with or against these rhythms. Are you allowing yourself to be in the flow of the cycles of the day? Do you get frustrated when you have to set an alarm to wake up before it's light out? Or if you work past sunset? Is it possible to shift your work hours to only the daylight hours so that you can use the dark to wind down, rest, and sleep better? For those who are menstruating, do you hate it when you have to go to a party or put on an event during the first few days of your period? Is it possible for you to reference your cycle app before scheduling any events that require energy from you and make sure you only agree when you know that you will have the energy to do it, like during ovulation? Men, are you pushing yourself to exercise after work when your testosterone is waning, when you would have more success if you did it in the morning, when your testosterone was highest, along with your energy? These shifts may seem like a long stretch from where you are, but they are possible with small steps over time towards the schedule that would better serve you. If you are interested in support to help you tune into your internal rhythms and the natural rhythms we live within, please join us for a 90-minute class on July 26th. Details about the class as well as a link to the registration are in the show notes. We will record this class so that you can have access to the info even if the time doesn't work for you. This material isn't time sensitive. It is beneficial no matter when you start applying it to your life. So grab this info now and apply it whenever you are ready. This info is especially important for burnout recovery because it's one of the pieces of the puzzle that brings you back to yourself, back to your internal guiding light to reignite it. And with that light, have it illuminate your unique path in this life, the path where you get to shine from the inside out so you can radiate in the way that only you do. And when you come back to life with this light, this creates magic that is self-reinforcing and helps you create and sustain a life with all of the goodness that includes the cyclical ups and downs and none of the burnout caused by trying to be a robot with the same output day after day. We are not robots. We are humans cohabitating with other humans, flora and fauna on this planet. The more we attune to each other in our home, and ourselves, the better off we all are. I'm looking forward to creating this win-win and ending burnout culture with you as we ride the roller coaster of life together. Until next time, take care.